0: coming up later in the episode
1: is a, a large sense of anxiety in my life because i don't want nobody to try my son and i also don't want my son in a situation of danger where he might lose his life at whatever age because age clearly doesn't matter I'm in this world when it comes to black men um and them being protected i can't even explain the emotion and being married to a black man like and understanding that i understand why people don't want to have kids in this day and age because it is a weighted pressure to be their protector but also knowing that this world is so messed up that you can't even do that
0: this is still talking black a show about giving perspectives to issues that minorities face every day i'm your host richard Dodds. today's episode is part three of a five-part series where i talk to mothers of black sons this episode we're going to be talking to shannon king She was previously on a show on the Black Creatives episode, and today we'll be hearing about her and her son. Last episode, we talked to Letitia, who has a two-year-old, and is trying to make sure that she raises him with confidence and to know that he is a king. The very first episode with Kendra, she was dealing with the normal issues along with raising a son that was biracial. So each woman's perspective has been different But as you'll see in this episode, Shannon faces some issues similar to some of the issues that Kendra faced, but in a different way. It all comes down to colorism, but you'll hear more about that later. Again, as always, I would like to thank everyone for listening, but also the moms who share their stories on each and every episode. If you like what we're doing here at Still Talking Black, the best way to show your support is by liking, rating, and sharing our content. Buying merch from our store at stilltalkingblack.com forward slash shop or donating using the link in the show description. Every little bit helps. Thank you for your continuing support.
1: My name is Shannon and I have a four-year-old son.
0: All right, Shannon's back. (laughs) It's good to see you again.
1: Good to see you.
0: So how did you feel when you found out that you were having a boy?
1: It was an overwhelming sense of feeling. I'm not going to lie. I always wanted a boy first Mm -hmm. whenever I decided to have kids um, because I have a family full of females. So a little boy was something that I desired. And also I wanted a little boy to come and be the protector of, you know, a little sister or siblings under him. But then it was like what everything going on in the world, there was a fear and hesitation of how do I raise a black son in today's society so that weight kind of hit me a lot throughout my pregnancy
0: so what is it like being the mother of a son
1: um a son in general a lot more energy (laughs) i'm not gonna lie but i think that for me and i think it's any parent is raising someone that you know is going to be successful in life but also i want to raise my son to be respectful of women i want to raise a son to understand communication and how to communicate effectively and not be afraid of his emotions, um, which I think is very interesting in this day and age, because a lot of the old school will say, like, you know, boys don't cry. And so trying to navigate how I want to parent versus how I was parented, because that comes into play as well, especially with boys, because I don't want that, you know, crazy masculine stuff where he can't understand how to communicate effectively.
0: I think a lot of the stuff that you said is lessons that I learned from my mom. It's things that I can remember her teaching me as a young child, like don't touch women here. Don't do this. Don't. It's stuff that was very valuable that I don't know uh, even me as a dad would be able to to think about that so readily to be able to teach my, my son. So so you kind of talked about this a little bit in that last one, but what are some important lessons that you've taught or you plan to teach your son?
1: The biggest lesson right now, and I think it started just when he was able to communicate more, is it's okay to be upset and frustrated, but it's what you do with that frustration that really matters. So it's really teaching him (laughs) how to feel, but then how to communicate his feelings. And sometimes I do have to stop myself because, you know, I'm human and I'm an adult. And it's like, I don't, what are you, what are you crying for? What's the, you know what I mean? And getting annoyed, but not understanding that he is really just feeling all his feelings. So that is one important lesson that i'm trying to teach him also no shade but i'm also teaching him how to apologize right Mm. because
0: no (laughs) shade, huh right uh,
1: (laughs) you know but not even honestly for me too like i struggle like i'm not i'm not wrong and you know and it's hard harder when you get older to be able to humble yourself to apologize if you did something wrong so now it's kind of like, I want you to be comfortable to apologize when you know you did something wrong, because I feel like that foundation now will help him in the future, you know, male or female. But, you know, I I, I tend to be shady with that. No,
0: you think you think males have a harder time apologizing?
1: <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. But they also have a harder time with emotions and communicating. So all that goes to show I want him to be a man that doesn't have any issue with any of that stuff growing up.
0: Are some of the lessons that you are teaching your son as a mother lessons that you wish that other men that you have dated, their mothers had taught them?
1: Yes and no. I don't necessarily look at that. I look at, you know, the generations before us. It was different. You know, you're just you're providing, you know, and you're just trying to make it through and have your kids have a better opportunity. So I don't necessarily know if I would have saved my experiences. It's just even with my husband. And, you know, we've talked we talked about how we wanted to raise our son, but just areas that he struggled with. And then also the interactions with men, not romantically, but just seeing, you know, men in the workplace, men with my friends. You know what I mean? And to see I'm like, why did not he just say it like that? You know what I mean? I want my (laughs) son, son to be able to communicate, not offending women, not being, you know, passive aggressive. I want him to be able to conduct himself in a way that everyone's going to know how he feels and who he is as a man but also he needs to be respect the respect um respectful other people's you know feelings and emotions um et cetera. So I don't it's kind of a a mixture of of experiences.
0: Are there any different lessons that you taught your your son that you think that other non-black moms haven't had to teach their sons?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I I would I, I hate to say that because it like is earth shattering to a mother, but yeah, I, I, I think I talked about this last time I was on, but just, um, I think he was about two or three and we had like a, it was like a gym class for, you know, kids where they can play run and and meet other kids. And there was, you know, this family and this child, uh, who was just actively avoiding him. And it was to the point where it became blatantly obvious, um, He was too rough for him. And the mom was very much uh, making it known. And me as an adult, I can pick up on it. But my son did not pick up on it and was just like, why doesn't he want to play with me? So sometimes, you know, the conversation is you're you're beautiful. You know, you're great. You're fun to play with. But not everybody's going to want to play with you. You know, even kids don't see color. Kids don't see skin color. But my son knows that he's black. He knows that his skin is brown. He knows that others are not all going to be the same skin color as him. And he doesn't mind that, but it's just understanding that his skin is brown. He's beautiful. So that someone, if someone not in my presence says something that he understands, he's a King, he's brown skin, he's beautiful. He's handsome. All those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, started that foundation early and then when that experience happened just him understanding everyone's not going to be your friend everyone's not going to want to play with you and that's okay play with somebody else that wants to
0: do you think it's that kids don't see color or kids aren't bothered by color until they hit a certain age
1: well i think kids you got to know your colors first but um, (laughs) i think it's I, I I I think it's a mixture of both. I think that they they don't care because all they want to do is play. Everybody's their friend. There's something so, and that's I think the most, the hardest part of being a mom of a black son is like you just want to keep their joy and their purity, and the world just wasn't doesn't allow that. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's almost like he doesn't care and he just wants to play and be friends with everybody. He will talk to strangers for hours, and sometimes I'm like let one person be rude to my child <laughs> but i think every kid's like that they just have that joy they don't have the complex of race and all that tension they don't have that history society teaches us that so i want to teach my son you know love everybody but you're going to be treated differently
0: oh that was, that was such a good take try to preserve that innocence as long as you can thinking about that the last episode that i released was about colorism and the story that i told at the beginning and i don't know if you heard it or not was a story about my niece and my niece mm-hmm. wanting to be white so that she could be beautiful. And she didn't mm-hmm. even understand that black light skin kids were still black. And, and there's so much division. And you wonder like at that age, like where, where did you learn that from? Where did, where did that come from?
1: <sighs> it It's taught. I feel like it's taught. And sometimes I think that we in the black society are the ones that teach that, you know, even, you know, I'll talk about it when my son, my my husband is light skin. I am dark skin. My son is light skin. Light skin, com- if, if you're talking about definitions that we've created. Mm-hmm. And even some of the comments of like, hey, I wonder whose hair he's going to get. Or I wonder, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. or how dark is he going to be? Like, whose complexion is he going to have? Again, my son is beautiful. I, I don't care what complexion he was. He's mine. I birthed him. But it's unfortunate. Because a lot of the conversations that the millennials are having are about colorism and how they felt growing up. But I see it. I have nieces that are in school. It's literally, I'm like, if y'all didn't like it, you're raising your children to see the same thing. Where there's some heightened of beauty if you have fairer skin and you're or you're lighter brown skin. Mm-hmm. Brown is brown. There's, there's different shades of brown, but you're, it doesn't define you as a black person. Just it should be beautiful across the board. So I think to me, we're doing a terrible job of releasing and getting rid of the colorism, even though we know we are fully aware that it exists. uh, Yeah, I you know, I don't want my son to have to ever question his skin color. Uh, My niece does it right now. She her friends call her blackie. I'm like, y'all are 12. Like, where do you get this from? And she's not as dark as me. So it's sad. I, I know I'm not raising my son like that, but it, it still exists. And we're doing a really poor job at of kind of getting rid of this whole colorism amongst the Black community.
0: I think it's something, and I've pro- I've probably said this a bunch of times at this point, but I've always said, I think I said it on your show, I've always learned more from what my parents did and how they acted than what they right. said. So... I wonder how many times that us and the media that we are letting our children consume is influencing their behavior and their ideology around color, right? Because they're little sponges; they pick up on every little thing. You don't have to say something; yes. they 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 will pick it up.
1: Exactly. So that's I'm I I will say us and as an entity, as a whole black community have done, you know, the media is going to do it. I feel like you got to just position your child to understand that the media is not a hundred percent reflection of the black community, but I think in our homes and our family reunions and all that other stuff where we're talking about, you know, if a black person gets a tan, Oh, you're black, like it black is black. And Mm -hmm. I just think we need to start living That more than something else, because it's really damaging generations upon generations. And it really is a toxic mindset that I think we got to just do a better job of being cognizant of.
0: Yeah, it plants division in our own community. And that's never a good thing, especially a community that's already behind when it comes to a lot of things and advantages that other Americans enjoy.
1: Right. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) With America being the way that it is towards black men. What are some ways you're preparing your son to be a man?
1: He's four. So I don't know if I have the answer to that. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. So when I was pregnant, there was a a lot of things happening at that point in time. And I remember like hysterically crying and and saying a prayer to God. Like, I just, I just want to protect my son because there's an overwhelming, just as a mom sensation to just be that mama bear protector. Mm -hmm. And I honestly know just living in this world, I'm not going to be with him every single day. And I'm not going to be able to shield him and protect him from everything and being for, like I said, my goal is to just keep him as pure as possible. And I don't want to make him ignorant. So in the same breath. So for me, it's just the foundation that, Hey, everybody's not going to like you, you know, respect authority, but also stand up for yourself. Um, And when he gets to the ages of, he's going to be out more than me, we'll have conversations about, you know, police and more active racism. Like, direct racism, because I think there's a lot of different nuances to that word. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like I said, I'm trying to keep him as pure because he really is the sweetest boy. And it makes me so happy that he just loves on everybody and is sweet to everybody. I would like to keep him that way. And I would imagine that most parents would want to keep their child that way for as long as possible. But the conversations have kind of started to happen of like, you know, now everyone's going to like you. It's OK if, you know, if someone meets them, that's not nice. We know that's not nice and you don't do that, but you can't always control other people's actions. The response shouldn't always be anger. Sometimes you got to use your words or think, you know, those are the small lessons because again, he's just four, but there hasn't been like a detailed and depth of like what to deal with when you are directly attacked By a racist person, a racist act, or, you know, an authority takes, you know, advantage of their authority. We have not gone there yet.
0: I know in general it's hard to watch the injustices that happen to our people. But now that you have your son, Mm -hmm. is it harder to see the things that are happening to black men? Like, it's so many numerous stories. Like, is it harder to watch that? Does that hit a little bit harder or does it hurt about the same?
1: No, I would say it hits harder. I would say it's a, a lot harder and it for me it is a, a large sense of anxiety in my life because I don't want nobody to try my son and I also don't want my son in a situation of danger where he might lose his life at whatever age because age clearly doesn't matter um, in this world when it comes to black men um, and then being protected it, I can't even explain the emotion and being married to a black man like and understanding that I understand why people don't want to have kids in this day and age because it is a weighted pressure to be their protector, but also knowing that this world is so (sighs) messed up that you can't even do that. So just seeing my husband, you know, when George Floyd and just the anger and the rage and the pain, and then you look at your little son that you want to protect and understand that like, (sighs) it might come a day that I can't do that. And I and I would never wish that pain upon any mother to lose their child in such a way that could have been avoided if there if there was a little bit less hate and ignorance.
0: Mm, it's definitely it definitely is hard to watch, and I can only imagine yeah. having a, a son. And you see on television, like, can you imagine being a young boy? I don't I don't remember the first thing I remember as a young boy seeing is Rodney King. That was the first time yeah. I ever seen something like that so graphic. You know you are. You heard about it as a kid, but you never got to really see it. But that was the first time you could visually see it with media being the way that it is. And you're like, wow, those people who are having that stuff happen looks just like me. And just all the other different things wrong for incarceration. And you got to worry about the police. And depending Uh on how you raise your son or your child, period, you have to worry about the neighborhoods that you're in and them falling into the wrong Uh, crowds and then having to worry about other aspects of your child becoming someone that you don't want them to become.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of red table talk and I understand that I was just a vessel to get my child here. So he's going to turn out to be whatever all I, you know, whatever he's destined to be. But my control is just providing him a foundation so that he's a, a, a good human being. But, you know, like I said, you can't protect them from everything and you know, they're going to make choices that you might not agree with, but I just would like him to be a decent person and safe from any harm but like, you know, I was in a thank God he was in the car with me and that's like a prayer that I say thank you. I was um caught in like a Trump, I don't know, what was it like a hate parade and a 12 year old flipped me off. Mm. I'm like, you're teaching a 12 year old a 12 year old to spew hate and flick off and have such hatred for people that you didn't even... I was in a car. You wouldn't know anything about me. And so even that, that took me a week to like not want to... I had to drive with somebody for a week. But I'm glad my son didn't see that because I don't... I can't imagine having to explain that to him. Because mm-hmm. what is that teaching him? That a child can stick up the middle finger and that's okay? So again, you can't shelter them for everything. I, and I hope that I'm giving him the tools and the foundation that he can function... In life, regardless of whatever is thrown at him.
0: So, Shannon, you're married. Do you feel any relief having a partner that can help you in raising and teaching your son certain lessons?
1: Yes, 100% yes. Um, You know, I know a lot of single mothers, and uh, like I'm married with a partner and I struggle. Mm -hmm. So, to not have somebody, I Shout out to all the single mothers out there Because it's hard to do So I can appreciate having somebody That if I am burnt out And have no patience for my child That there's someone to be able to take Take the reins and take the head You know what I mean? And also, I married an amazing man So I want my son to see that I want my son to see love I want my son to see how his father Treats his mother in a positive light You know, what love can look like when he is old enough and wants to marry, get married or whatever the case may be. So I I don't take that for granted. I'm not one of those people like I understand. I see it all the time. And I'm like, as a mother, I can't imagine doing it for myself. But I know a lot of mothers do it. And it's hard. It's hard either way. But shout out to my husband.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is the biggest joy of being a mom?
1: The biggest joy? Hmm. I don't see. I hate saying this, but it's really like how I feel. But it's just like the opportunity to to create something that could be bigger than me. So, you know, I birthed, you know, a human being. I birthed a life and I'm helping and it's the hardest job I've ever had. I am creating and, you know, providing the foundation and tools for someone to live and sur- God willing, surpass me and carry on my legacy. So I think the greatest joy is being able to like birth something something into the world that is going to just go beyond anything that I've done, you know, and have like everything that I'm providing him with the foundations and the communication and the love and all the things that I'm teaching him to go out and be a force in the world.
0: That's beautiful. That is beautiful. (laughs) Well, Shannon, thank you for coming on the show again.
1: As always, such a pleasure. And this was a great conversation.
0: That's all I have for this episode. But before you go, I'd like to put a little spotlight on Melanin. Spotlight on Melanin is a part of the show where I like to spotlight a creator, influencer, artist, business owner, or activist of color. Today, I would actually like to spotlight Shannon. Shannon is an entrepreneur. She does pretty much everything. She's a realtor, and she's also a podcaster. On her podcast, Not Your Enemy Speak Out Session, Her and her co-host, Jared, cover a number of issues affecting the Black community. Make sure you go follow Shannon. You can follow her at VisionaryCCB, and that's V-I-S-I-O-N-A-R-Y-C-C-B. Links are in the show notes. So again, thanks everyone for listening. Still Talking Black is a Crown Culture Media LLC production. It is produced by me, Richard Dodds. Our music was created by the DJ Blue. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting app. You can follow the show on Instagram at Still Talking Black. But until next time, keep talking.